0: chapter 18 of up the river by oliver optic how nick boomsby managed his case this LibriVox recording is in the public domain we had hardly accomplished our introductory work before i saw that both steamers which we had secured together with a stern as well as a bow line, had been set back by the rapid current and had begun to drift down the river. I rang for the Sylvania to go ahead and then called upon Hop Tosford to take the wheel. I did not care to tow the Islander against the swift current. I satisfied myself that the bow and stern lines were properly made fast and then went on board of the other steamer. I found that Colonel Shepherd was inclined to let his angry passions rise, as he saw Captain Blastblow approaching him, for which I could not very strongly blame him. I had called to him before I went on board of the Islander, and he had come aft to meet me. I suggested that he should put Washburn in charge of the vessel until matters had been explained. He promptly acquiesced, and I sent the mate to the pilot-house of the prize, with instructions to keep her as near the right bank of the river as it was prudent to go, and to direct the wheelman of the Sylvania at the same time. Do I understand you to take the command of the islander out of my hands, Colonel Shepard? demanded Captain Blast Blow, as he heard me instruct Washburn what to do. FOR THE PRESENT, YES, REPLIED THE COLONEL, DECIDED AND STERNLY AS THOUGH HE INTENDED NO MORE MISTAKES SHOULD BE MADE. THIS IS RATHER SUDDEN, FOR I HAVEN'T THE LEAST IDEA THAT I HAVE DONE ANYTHING TO DISPLEASE YOU, REPLIED THE CAPTAIN, STRUGGLING TO KEEP HIS TEMPER. WHAT HAVE YOU BEEN DOING WITH THIS STEAMER? WHAT INDUCED YOU TO RUN AWAY WITH HER? "'Why have you taken so great pains to keep away from the Sylvania?' asked Colonel Shepherd in a severe tone. "'I have tried to obey my instructions in every particular,' replied Captain Blasblow, apparently more in astonishment than in anger. "'Have you had any instruction to run away with my steam yacht?' I CERTAINLY HAD NO INSTRUCTIONS TO RUN AWAY WITH HER, AND I'M NOT AWARE THAT I HAVE DONE ANYTHING OF THE KIND, ANSWERED THE CAPTAIN. THERE HAS BEEN SOME MISTAKE, COLONEL SHEPHERD, I INTERPOSED. I THINK WE HAD BETTER GO INTO THE PILOT HOUSE AND TALK IT OVER. WITHOUT MAKING ANY REPLY, BOTH OF THE BELLIGERENTS FOLLOWED ME FORWARD. I was quite as anxious to ascertain what had become of Cornwood and Nick Boomsby as I was to have Captain Blastblow explain his singular conduct. I found Captain Keogh on the forecastle, holding his prisoner by the collar of his coat while Nick was in the care of Buck on the port side of the house on deck. The former seemed disposed to resist, though he was not willing to risk a conflict with his swarthy captor. "'What do you mean by laying hands upon me, you rascal?' demanded Cornwood. "'Don't use any hard words, Cornwood,' added the pilot coolly. "'I obey my orders and don't answer any questions.' I don't know anything about your orders, and no one had any right to give you any orders to lay hands on me, foamed Cornwood. The prisoner began to demonstrate rather violently. He made a spring at the throat of the captain, but the latter was too quick and too strong for him. They clenched together, and then Cornwood went down upon the deck. Captain Cayo put his foot on the chest of the prostrate Floridian and held him down. I think we'd better put a rope around this man's arm, said the pilot without taking his eyes from the prisoner. That would keep him quiet and well behaved. I picked up a piece of line and handed it to him. He tipped Cornwood as carelessly as though he had been a shark and proceeded to bind his arms behind him the floridian attempted to resist again but the foot of the pilot pressed more heavily upon him as he did so and he found it impossible to get upon his feet again captain Kayo drew the arms of the captain up behind him and quickly fastened them then he took him by the collar and stood him up on his feet cornwood looked unutterably scornful at me and I doubt if he would have made any trouble if I had not been present. Judging by his looks, he appeared to regard me with intense hatred. I had interfered with some of his schemes before, and from the particular attention he bestowed upon me, I came to the conclusion that he considered me the author of his present misfortune. Why am I treated in this brutal manner, demanded Cornwood, turning his gaze from me to Captain Blasblow. I don't know anything at all about it, replied the captain. There are several things I don't understand about this business, but I am willing to be informed. I suppose I owe all of this to you, Captain Garningham, added Cornwood, giving me a savage look. On the contrary, I think you owe it all to yourself, I replied. If I remember rightly, you were to detain the islander at Key West. Instead of doing this, she runs out of the harbor as soon as the Sylvania comes in sight. It's none of your business, Garningham. do you own the islander? I think we had better go into the pilot house and talk the case over, I added. We shall soon find out what the matter is. I led the way and we seated ourselves in the pilot house. I had indicated this place because I wanted to hear the explanation of the captain of the islander. "'Captain Blasblow, your conduct has astonished me,' said Colonel Shepard, more calmly than he had spoken at first. "'I'm sorry for it, sir, for I have tried to do just as I was instructed,' answered the captain, meekly and apparently as much astonished as his owner. "'I know my place, and I always expected to do just what my employer expects of me.' I did not expect you to run away with my steam yacht when all of my family were waiting to go in her, added the colonel, becoming more indignant as he rehearsed the incidents of the morning we left Jacksonville. But your going in the Islander depended on your business, and when I saw you the morning before we sailed, you could not tell what you would do. YOU INSTRUCTED ME TO WATER AND PROVISION THE VESSEL AND WAIT FOR FURTHER ORDERS. TOWARDS EVENING YOU SENT OFF A CARD BY YOUNG BOOMSBY DIRECTING ME TO HAVE STEAM UP AND BE READY TO SAIL EARLY IN THE MORNING. I WAS READY TO GO BY SIX O'CLOCK, ANSWERED THE CAPTAIN, TAKING FROM HIS DESK IN THE PILOT HOUSE A PACKAGE OF PAPERS FROM WHICH HE SELECTED THE CARD SENT OFF BY NICK. IS IT ALL STRAIGHT SO FAR? entirely it was just as you say i received a letter by the afternoon mail which assured me a business matter would allow me to be absent from new york a month or six weeks longer and i decided to go up the river with the sylvania i didn't ask questions or inquire into your business all i had to do was to obey the orders of my owner added captain Blastblow. I made sure that everything on board was ready for the voyage before I turned in that night. By half-past five in the morning, we had steam enough on to sail down the river. It was about half-past six when your friend, Mr. Boomsby, came. My friend, Mr. Boomsby, exclaimed the colonel. I never even saw my friend, Mr. Boomsby, that I know of. "'I only know that you called him your friend yourself,' replied Captain Blasblow. "'I called him so? How could I call him so when I had no acquaintance with him?' demanded the owner with a smile of incredulity. "'I don't know anything about that,' continued the captain, fumbling over the papers he had taken from his desk. "'I learned to read writing when I was a boy, and that was what you wrote.' I never wrote anything of the kind, Captain Blasblow. But never mind that, go on with your story, added the colonel. I can prove all that I say, sir. Your friend, Mr Boomsby, as you called him in your letter, came on board about half past six and gave me your instructions to proceed to New Orleans as soon as I got the letter i sent you no such letter captain blasblow protested colonel shepard i never wrote any such letter some one has been playing a trick on you but i have the letter in your own handwriting pleaded the captain i will read it to you it is dated at the st james hotel with a picture of the house and the heading printed upon it here's what it says <clears throat> Captain Blasblow, I have received a dispatch which will prevent me from leaving Jacksonville for a few days. You will proceed to New Orleans as soon as you get this letter, and I will go there by land with my family. For reasons I will explain to you some other time, I want you to keep out of the way of the Sylvania. I have made a bet that the Islander will get to New Orleans first i expect from what you said you will win the bet for me this letter will be delivered to you by my friend mr boomsby who will take passage with you and you will treat him as well as you would me yours truly p g shepherd if those instructions are not as plain talk as any shipmaster could desire "'I should like to know what would be plain,' continued Captain Blasblow as he finished the reading of the letter. "'I hove up the anchor at once and rang to go ahead. "'I was ordered to keep out of the way of the Sylvania, and I have done my best to avoid her.' "'But I did not write that letter, Captain Blasblow.' repeated the owner, and by this time we were all rather amused at the straightforward earnestness of the captain of the Islander. "Let me see the letter, if you please." The captain handed him the letter. Colonel Shepard examined it critically. He shook his head as he did so. "I must acknowledge that the writing looks very much like mine," he said after he had read it through and examined it in every part, who could have written it? Nick Boomsby wrote it. Without a doubt, I replied. I went to school with him, and he was a good penman, though that was about all he was as a scholar. Is that my friend, Mr. Boomsby? (laughs) Asked the colonel, laughing heartily. The same person, and he has became a swell of the first magnitude, I replied. If I had known or suspected before we got to Key West that Nick was on board of her, I could have explained the strange conduct of the islander and why she was carefully kept out of our way. I gave a full account of the robbery of the bank messenger in the saloon to Nick's father. Dwelling upon the efforts Nick had made to arrest Buckner, I stated that he had tried to obtain a passage to New Orleans in the Sylvania, that I had refused to let him go in her and had taken care that he did not become a stowaway on board of her. I added that Nick told me of his intention to run away from his home and seek his fortune in some other part of the country. I have no doubt that Nick stole the $4,000 the messenger laid on the counter and resorted to the trick of forging a letter to captain blastblow so that he could get the islander off ahead of the sylvania i continued but how is that cornwood did not stop the islander at key west as it appears he got on board of her there asked colonel shepherd deeply interested in the narrative i think you will have to ask cornwood about that i replied I am a Yankee, and I can guess what he meant. I don't know that I care about any guessing, Captain Alec, but if you have any theory with a base under it, I should like to hear it, said Colonel Shepherd. I think Cornwood was well assured that Nick was on board of the Islander when you sent him to intercept the steamer at Key West, I answered. Cornwood would not have gone on such a wild goose chase for nothing. According to the testimony of Captain Keyo Cornwood and Nick had very earnest conversation at Key West. I don't think it is any use to speculate over the case, interposed Captain Blastblow, Let us search for the money. We all agreed that this was the next thing to do. End of chapter.